and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at katherineplano.com. And as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers, where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is an amazing stuff available for you only if you sign up to the email list and you can do that by going to katherineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. This week we have another amazing woman for you, Tanishka Tantrika. Tanishka is best known as Facebook's moon woman with over half a million followers of her daily guidance an author of five books she has taught ancient feminine wisdom traditions are practiced for over 22 years as a leader in the global red tent movement she has trained women in 44 countries to facilitate red tent women's circles as a community building initiative to support women during their most challenging time of the month A former stand-up comedian, she has captivated audiences around the world by decoding the greatest mystery of all time, the Holy Grail, from the perspective of the sacred feminine. In 2015, she created the 28-Day Happy Challenge, a not-for-profit project to raise funds, awareness and support for women recovering from the trauma of human trafficking. In addition to being a popular keynote speaker, At conferences, summits and festivals around the world, she writes feature articles for leading women's and alternative health magazines and conducts online courses, speaking tours and retreats. Her latest book, Goddess Wisdom, published by Hay House in conjunction with an online course, was released in June 2017. It's now time to tune into this divine goddess. Enjoy. 
So this week, as always, we have an amazing woman for you. We have Tanishka all the way from beautiful Bali. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it's not just beautiful. I actually, for our viewers, you should see the background. It's heaven. And it's actually in Ubud, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Beautiful. So, Tanishka, we always like to start with our story and love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her story with our listeners. So, what's your unique story and what inspired you to do what you do today? Wow. Well, I never thought that I would be doing the sort of work that I'm doing because it didn't exist. <laughs> you know, um, as a 14 year old, I remember having a chat with my career guidance counselor at school, and he certainly didn't suggest ancient women's wisdom, <laughs> traditions, and practices, you know, because it's not something that we grew up with, you know, as a generation. In fact, women for the last 5,000 years were disconnected from that, which we can trace back to Rome, which outlawed ancient women's wisdom, teachings, and practices. So, my turning point or my unique story was when I was 26, I literally got down on my knees and I was I was living a pretty toxic life. I was working as a stripper and a stand-up comedian and, um, you know, smoking a lot of weed, drinking a lot of champagne, cigarettes, coffee, just, yeah, a walking recipe for thrush basically. And uh, I got down on my knees and I said to the universe, if you want me to be a woman, send me some fucking role models. And, you know... The universe delivers when you really uh, <laughs> alter a, an ultimatum like that and um, offer an ultimatum. So I um, had my life fall apart within two weeks of putting that plea out to the universe. And that ended up with me moving to live in the Otway Ranges off the grid in a little hut that was um, solar-powered and on an underground lake and it was there that I was initiated into ancient women's wisdom traditions by a wonderful elder woman called Jennifer Powell and it was so, you know, transformative in how I viewed myself as a woman, how I viewed other women. I just went, shit, every woman on the globe needs access to this information, you know, because it really shifts you to make more empowered choices. So I started writing a book which took 10 years to complete. Um, but uh, and that's called the Inner Goddess Makeover that came out in 2007. Um, and yeah, at the end of that year, I started running uh, goddess archetype workshops, sort of mapping the different aspects that make up the feminine psyche. Mm, I've got a few questions here. Jump so, on in. So when you're saying transformative, trans more transformative in what way? If you'd like to share that with us. Yeah, no worries. Well. You know, growing up, I didn't see any strength in the feminine, any power. I saw my mum as my sort of primary role model and she was financially dependent. Um, and so like a lot of women, you know, I grew up seeing my mum frustrated and powerless um, and kind of made that decision internally. I'm not going to be like her. You know, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to really focus on my career. I'm not, you know. And in doing that, I went more into my masculine, you know. So even though, you know, I was wearing feminine clothes, I wasn't, you know, wearing buzz cut haircuts and, you know, butching up, I uh, was unconsciously really ashamed of my feminine qualities and sort of disassociated from them, disowned them. And um, so that would then mean that I would attract very effeminate men, men that – couldn't 
meet me, men that, um, you know, you end up then resenting in relationships. And I, I see this a lot with women, you know, that are the product of that sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s where our mums, you know, uh, kind of got jack of what they were living in, in their in their marriages and we kind of resolved to do things differently but it was reactive. And so coming home to really understanding the power of the feminine, which is completely dis- different to masculine power, um, enabled me to really make peace with the fact that I'm female and embrace it wholeheartedly because I understood it. Mm, so true what you're saying. That really resonates with me, absolutely. So, and the other thing that you mentioned was goddess archetypes. What would be some goddess archetypes that uh, we can work with? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the one that, um, you know, I think women are probably operating out of the most is Aphrodite, also known as Venus to the Romans. Um, But this is the aspect that governs our emotional body. And so when she's not empowered, when she's not understood, we are often stuck in a cycle of um, comfort eating because we're overriding our emotions. We're fearing big emotional, you know, sort of (laughs) meltdowns. And we don't understand how our hormonal cycle is linked to the lunar cycle. And so when we um, understand how it really impacts our psyche, we can come more into balance with our emotions and not fear them so much. And, And with Aphrodite, when she's disempowered, we tend to fall for people that are emotionally unavailable um, or, you know, do sort of unrequited love, infatuation. Um, And this is, you know, love addiction. So women then tend to eat out their feelings, you know, they get love through sugar (laughs) rather than getting it, you know, in a healthy way. So, um, you know, that was a big one for me. But, you know, gosh, there's seven in all. They govern the main energy centers of the body, the chakras. So then there's Athena, the career woman. If she's disempowered, we're unconsciously trying to prove our worth, you know, so we invest all our time, effort and energy in our work trying to prove that we're something. And, you know, that just leads to burnout. Um, And also it puts so much pressure on what we do that it, it takes the joy out of it, you know. Um, and we can feel competitive um, and just, you know, the stakes become so high that uh, we can get a lot of nerves if we have to do a presentation. You know, I used to fall apart with um, nerves when I'd go to big auditions or when I did stand-up comedy. So, you know, when we're in right relationship with Athena, we really get that our self-worth has nothing to do with what we do. So we don't have to keep being productive like a battery hen in order to prove our worth. Wow. What would be another one? So obviously Aphrodite is uh, connected to the heart chakra. Is no, a- no, the sacral. The sacral. So, oh. Yeah, the sacral is the emotional centre, which is in our belly, so in right. our wombs. So this is why women bloat if they're not processing their emotional states on a regular basis. Wow. So the heart chakra archetype is Demeter, who's the mother. So if our heart uh, chakra archetype isn't balanced, we tend to overgive to everybody and then burn out, you know, because we're not able to 
attuned to our feelings and use that as a barometer for, okay, so what do I need? And then directly ask for our needs to be met or, you know, put in place self-care routines so that our needs are being met on a cyclic basis. Wow. And what's Athena then? What would be her chakra? Oh, solar plexus. So that's the mental body. So, you know, that sort of tight knot you get in the sort of upper stomach when you're nervous or when there's a lot of pressure on at work, that's, you know, that's when your Athena is really in overwhelm. Mm, and I'm curious now, which one's, uh, which uh, archetype is for your base chakra? Uh, well, that's the wild woman archetype. So if women aren't connected with that and a lot of women aren't, then they're not connecting to their power. Yeah, they're not able to connect with their anger. So instead of getting angry, they'll often burst into tears. You know, it's like, oh, I'm so angry. And, you know, it's like the tears put out the fire. So it's appropriate that women know how to access their anger and express it in healthy and appropriate ways. Um, but she's much more than that. She's about our relationship with our menstruation. So if women are holding unconscious shame around that, you know, if it's a real taboo thing, if they speak, you know, sanitary sort of um, products in, in a hushed tone like it's Voldemort from uh, Harry Potter, then that's kind of a flag that they're <laughs> holding a bit of shame around their menstruation. So, yeah, look, each and every one of these seven archetypes is equally important. And so for us to feel empowered, balanced, you know, we need to understand these different universal aspects that comprise our feminine psyche. So the book, the first book that I wrote, The Inner Goddess Makeover, is a workbook for women to journey one archetype a month to understand them, to be in right relationship with them, to empower them. And the magic of that is, is through that process, we actually awaken our goddess mojo, which is called Shakti in the ancient tantric tradition. And it's simply the energy that lies dormant at the base of our spine and our nervous system. And when we get initiated into these ancient teachings and we learn about these aspects, that energy rises like a, a serpent, like a cobra out of a basket, you know. And that is the sort of the goddess wattage. That's what gives us what was called the light of Aphrodite. It's this this um, illumination, this beautiful energy that attracts people to us like moths to a flame. So, you know, when we understand ancient women's uh, wisdom traditions, we get that beauty is not about the size of our thighs or our breasts or how lustrous our hair is. It's about how we feel inside and how much energy we have because this this Shakti, this goddess energy, it is um, it gives us longevity. So, you know, I'm, I just turned 48 a week ago and I probably look 10 years younger than that and people are shocked when I say my age, but it's just because I've got this life force, this Shakti that's fully activated, you know. So then we don't fixate on, oh, I've got to, you know, put placenta face creams on and all these, you know, extreme methods like carving ourselves up, you know. So mm. it's a natural way of empowering ourselves on every level. So doing all of this work and obviously understanding um, the, the different archetypes, which one from 
that you would see as a whole when we're talking about women, uh, which one do you think is the one that's the that seems to be the blocked chakra? That's a good question. Look, honestly, there is no one size fits all, as any woman knows who's <laughs> tried to buy a dress. So it will be different for every woman. Yeah. Yes. But um, I generally find that. Uh, the base chakra or the crown chakra can be blocked. So the base is that wild woman aspect. So either a woman's really, you know, grounded and earthy and um, connected to the earth, you're kind of archetypal hippie woman. Um, but then often they're not able to access the higher realms, so the ecstatic bliss states. Um, and, and, People often shut down their crown due to early religious experiences, you know, and religion and spirituality are completely different. Yeah, mm. spirituality, kids have it, you know. It's about having your own connection with existence and everyone will express it differently. You know, some people get it fishing, other people, <laughs> you know. But with religion, it's um, politicised spirituality. So it's a set of rules, you know, do's and don'ts and um, there's a lot of dogma attached with guilt and fear. And so if people have had, you know, negative experiences in their childhood with religion, they can shut down their crown, which is their gateway to feeling that sense of oneness with all of existence. And when people shut that down, they can often go into very compulsive behaviours, mm -hmm. uh, addictive behaviours, because you know, they're unconsciously trying to self-soothe because they feel disconnected, they feel uh, alone, and that's very scary, you know, for the inner child part of us. Yeah, and who's uh, the archetype that sits on the crown? Well, that's, you know, the tantrika, the yogini, the, the part of us that is literally wedded to spirit, so gets up and does a practice every morning to feel that connection with all of existence so, um, you know, when we, when we do that, it, it humbles the ego on a daily basis and it, it means that those addictive behaviours just dissipate, mm. you know, because every, everyone's got an inner addict. I mean, some addictions are more socially sanctioned than others, but everyone's got an inner addict. Yeah, I believe that too. So you, you um, and I've seen this on your website, you've got the title of the, the moon woman and you were talking about lunar cycles. Um, how did you come across being the moon woman? Yeah, well, I certainly didn't give myself that name and I, I do believe every woman is a moon woman because the moon is what governs the feminine. But I had a student years ago who created that Facebook page, the moon woman, and um, when she tired of it, it was up to 7,000 uh, followers and her intuition said to offer it to me. And at the time I had a lot of work on and I was kind of like, oh, God, should I take something else on? But my intuition said yes. And so I did. And in three years it went to half a million followers. So it's become the sort of platform that most people know me by, which is why I then had to adopt that name. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, what it what it the function of that page is that it's a free daily guidance blog to help not just women but men uh, live in alignment with the lunar cycle. So if you think about the fact that the moon has the power 
to move the tides of the global oceans and we are 70% water in our bodies, it has a huge effect on us, on our psyche, our moods, our energy levels, our libido, our creativity, our fertility. So when we understand how to ride the, you know, the waves, then life actually becomes much more graceful and less stressful. It's like you're not pushing against the river. Mm. And does it obviously, does it matter, uh, you know, from an astrological point of view, does it really matter uh, what your moon is and what sign it is or it's it's more like more general about the moon itself where it's sitting? Like how do you actually? That's a good question. So, yeah, look, everyone has, when they're born, when they take their first breath, the moon will be in one of the 12 zodiac signs. And that does really impact how you express your feminine energy. However, the moon is moving into a new sign every two and a half days, which is why women are so changeable, yeah? Mm -hmm. So this blog, I do a, a reading for everybody because it affects us all in the same way when it moves through a sign regardless of what sign it was in when we were born. So, for instance, um, at the time of taping this, the moon is in Aries. So, you know, it brings out that sense of independence and, oh, I've got to get on with things. I've got to get started. You know, we'll have more energy when we go to the gym because it brings out the inner warrioress, you know. So when we know how to harness the strengths of that sign, when the moon moves through it for two and a half days, we can really optimize it, you know, to our advantage. Right. Gotcha. So basically it's um, the whole platform is for us to tap into to see what, e what kind of cosmic influence is around us and how we yes. work with that energy. Yeah, and so just the moon um, daily post is just one aspect that's, you know, a free service and there's also a fortnightly astro oracle I do and live uh, video blog that helps people to live in alignment with the lessons that are happening, not just with the moon, but with the sun, with the seasons, with the planets, you know, we have all of these cycles that are influencing us. And the more we live in alignment with them, the more graceful, the, the more we get in this kind of flow of abundance and just grace. Yeah, absolutely. So Tanishka, if somebody wanted to embark on a new path, like a, a new life, what would be a piece of advice that you would like to give them? Oh, well, first of all, Absolutely, follow your heart. The heart often doesn't make sense to the rational mind and the role of the mind is to keep us safe. Mm. So we will often, if, we're, if the ego mind is dominant, we'll often go for security. We'll go for the more limiting choice to stay safe. But that does not offer us the most amount of growth and will not actualize us into our full human potential. So... It's so important that we listen to that quieter voice, which is the heart, which is why meditation practice is so helpful because the, the mind has a much louder sort of, you know, slave driver voice. So, um, you know, it's important people remember if their heart is telling them, I've got to get out of this job, it's killing me, you know, it's draining my energy, I really would love to travel to this country or I'd like to study this healing modality, you know, if there's something that their heart is gently urging them to do, don't put it off because, you know, the first time an opportunity presents, it's like, 
um, a stream. And if we ignore that, it becomes harder to cross. It'll become, you know, a creek and then a river and then an ocean. So we don't want to put it off and then have our soul, our unconscious manifest a catalyst that is so huge that it brings our life to a ground zero so that we have to change course. You know, it's like observe the signs, learn to read the synchronicities, and you'll see the universe is always benevolently guiding us to um, listen to what is actually what our inner self uh, wants to do and that is the, the path of the feminine and it's what's offering us the greatest soul fulfillment and growth and when you say the path of the fem- feminine that's for male and female correct well no the feminine a good question the feminine just is the soul the inner self the part that we can't physically uh, taste touch see smell hear the, the masculine part of us is the persona, the, the outer self, the ego, what we can see. So, you know, even men have a disempowered feminine at the moment after 5,000 years of, you know, the patriarchal consciousness um, devaluing the feminine traits uh, and perspectives. So, um, you know, we're all at the moment trying to reclaim the true feminine and empower it. So true, absolutely. So during your, uh, well, I'd like to call it an adventure because you've had an amazing adventure. <laughs> what have been some of your greatest lessons learned along the way? Whoa. Okay, well, that's kind of like, you know, a lucky dip. Um, goodness. Uh, well, the first one would be go where you're embraced, yeah. If, if you're around people that truly can't see you, can't understand you, then it's, it's abuse to keep exposing yourself to that, you know. It's much better to face your aloneness and fall in love with yourself by discovering who you are as a soul and, and we only really do that by spending time with ourselves and art is a great language for discovering you know, who we are inside. And it's not that you've got to be an artist, you know, it's just about giving the soul expression. Um, but, you know, look, I was homeless for a year as a single mum with a five-year-old and that certainly taught me that um, <laughs> the universe works in very mysterious ways and even when everything turns to shit and, you know, you are in the chaos, it is still the divine yeah, it's yeah. an initiation, yeah? yeah? Yes. But you are still being held by an invisible force and just take it one step at a time and trust your intuition. Well, that's big. And it, it's yeah. true. It is an, an initiation. If only we could uh, trust that it's only a, a, you know, this. I always say this time shall pass. It's only a phase, yeah. but it's a phase and everything happens for us, not to us but for us. Totally. Yeah. You know, Einstein said that the most important question we can ask is, is it a benevolent universe? Because if we believe it is, then it will be because all of our reality is subjective. It's based on what we perceive to be true. That's right. So, you know, it's not just, you know, mung beans, unicorns and rainbows to affirm a positive future. It is, you know, quantum physics to affirm I can have my needs met 
and I am manifesting that now with gratitude. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, you know, and sometimes it's easier said than done, right? Because when you're in the, right in the midst of it and you're drowning in it, to pull yourself out to go, you know, this is actually an opportunity right here rather than look at it as a problem, that also takes a little bit of uh, courage. Yeah, look, I think the big thing that, um, well, we all have to really learn is not to go into story Yeah. because as soon as we go into story, which is the drama, you know, he said then she did this and I shouldn't have had to have put up with that, yeah. As soon as we go into drama, we spiral down into entropy and, you know, that keeps us stuck in hell in a very low vibration and then we attract struggle to us. Whereas if we can always ask, what's my lesson in this? We rise above the drama. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. That's a very powerful question. What's my lesson in, in this? Absolutely. Mm. So, Tanishka, we always love to ask our uh, women of inspiration about pain points. We believe everyone's got pain points. So what would be a pain point of yours and how do you work through your pain points? Wow. Okay. Well, I mentioned earlier having, you know, a daily practice for me is absolutely, you know, non-negotiable. So um, because if I'm not connecting with myself once a day, so that involves me, I get up and I do half an hour of yoga and then I do journaling for about the same amount of time, give or take whatever needs to be processed, and then I'll do a meditation to connect to Mother Earth and to Father and bring those energies into balance my feminine masculine and I do a daily gratitude practice which is a form of manifestation so you know doing that means that I have a far more even keel like I'm not operating in drama and pain mm. like I used to when I was younger but um you know I also mentioned cyclic practices so I um for years have sat with women in circle at the darkest phase of the moon, which is when women are most likely to experience their pain body, to experience their darker thoughts, you know, their darker emotions, to be more easily triggered and experience fights with partners, with kids, work colleagues. So in understanding that, you know, for me it's a, a practice where I sit with my soul sisters every month at dark moon and um, we support each other in looking at what is coming up in me so that instead of unconsciously project, projecting our shadow, which is simply the parts of ourselves that are, you know, still easily triggered and unhealed and, you know, we've all got them. Yes. And uh, not projecting that outwards as a drama but rather noticing it and going, okay, so, you know, what what jewels are there in this because wherever our wound is that's where our wisdom is yeah. but we have to sit with it we have to feel it and it's often through feeling the uncomfortable emotion that we then become like a clear conduit and we download intuitive insights but if we're not willing to go there if we're not willing to feel the emotion um and I don't mean just downing a bottle of red wine and you know <laughs> crying into your glass but you know, sitting in circle, for instance, with the intention of let's transmute our pain into wisdom so that by setting the intention, energy is going to follow that intention 
And as you, you know, pass the talking stick around, it builds a vortex so that stuff comes up, even if you walked in and felt like you were fine, it, it you know, it brings it up to the surface. So doing that once a month, uh, which is what women did for thousands of years all around the world in Indigenous cultures, um, it, it means that we're not having the pain body run us, you know, we're really um, viewing the pain body like a mum would to a young child that's upset, you know. Mm. I, I totally agree with that. I think it's, you know, lean into that discomfort and that's where you find the gold. It's You have to, um, and I always say that when you can drop into an emotion and actually feel it and be with it, don't judge it but just be with it, it allows you to drop into the next level and the next level until there's this, uh, I, I call it a sense of bliss. You know, I've yeah. done this kind of work myself and there's just, once you let, let it all go, and like I said, it's all around stories, right? It's the stories yeah. that we tell ourselves. Absolutely. And, you know, the ego looks for proof that our story, our wounded victim story is true, mm. you know, and that's bloody draining for other people. Yeah. <laughs> and people often won't tell you, oh, geez, you're draining me, you know, you're going on and on with the same old story. It's, we have to figure that out for ourselves, you yeah. know, so... The sooner we do, the better the quality of all of our relationships, from friendships to intimate partnerships, you know, that's, yeah. So the red tent is the practice that, you know, helps women to transcend being in drama, being in story and just fueling that pain body of victim. I love that. I saw that on your website, the red tent, and I was just wondering, is it actually a red tent? It looked like it. <laughs> Look, for many women, they do, you know, go out and get a red tent or they create a space, um, whether it's in a yurt or a teepee or, you know, a room in their home that looks like something out of I Dream of Jeannie's Bottle inside, you know. But the idea is that it mimics the womb, that it's a space that is soft, that is lush, that is, you know, welcoming and feminine because the red tent is where we literally rebirth ourselves once a month. So women in the ancient world would go to the red tent or the moon lodge when they were bleeding because they lived together, you know, like when we're housemates and our cycles will often mm. synchronise. So they would all go to the red tent at the same time. And just as the uterine lining in our womb sheds, we shed emotionally at that time. We sh we have a um, sort of, you know, what do I need to release? This is, you know, the PMT that women feel is is the truth when, when we can't not feel all the emotions that we suppress the rest of the month that all comes out, like a woman in labour. So the women knew this and they had a safe womb-like space to go to where they could dissolve and they could fall apart. But in doing that, they then come out with a new perspective, you know, because mm. they've, they've had that sanctuary, that retreat time. And because women are the ones that hold everybody in the community, whether it's kids, whether it's elderly parents, whether it's clients, you know, we are the community builders, the, you know, the ones that uh, assist people to grow emotionally and, and psychologically. And so that takes a lot of energy to hold that space. And if we don't get our own process time once a month during that dark moon phase, you know, that's why women are manifesting breast cancer because they're, they're nurturing everybody but at a cost to themselves. So their bodies are sounding the alarm. So true, absolutely true. I, I can't remember, I saw this um, 
documentary where they were saying with women, there's the difference between if the breast cancer was in the left or the right breast and it all had to do about nurturing self. Oh, um, I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, I I don't give to the breast cancer fundraisers um, because I just, it doesn't matter how much money we throw at you know, the, the treatments, and I'm yeah. glad that, you know, there is a lot of really well-organized support. I've had, you know, friends go through that journey, which is really challenging. But we really need to look at the root cause, you know, mm. which is, hey, we're living in a world where every single continent the women are doing more unpaid work than the men, mm. and it's not sustainable because, um, you know, there's an expectation that a woman should just give from the love of her heart and not ask for anything in return. And that is not sustainable, you know. Um, it's not it's not fair, but it's, it's, it's something each woman within her own psyche has to confront and go, okay, am I going to martyr myself um, or am I going to actually stand up and say, I, I have needs too and I need to find a balance between giving and receiving, whether I'm a mum, whether I'm in corporate, doesn't matter, but there needs to be like the infinity sign and equal giving and, and receiving balance. Otherwise, you're going to do this cycle of illness, burnout and illness, which I saw my mum do and I did and, yeah, it's it's pandemic. Yeah, we all do it, including myself. I'm going to put my hand up. So you do, Tanishka, you do so many amazing, wonderful things all over the world and you've helped transform millions of lives over your time. What do you think would be a reason that most individuals, because we do have a lot of women that either are in business, entrepreneurs, um, what do you think would be some of the reasons they failed to succeed in business? Wow. Um. Look, I think the first one that comes to mind for me is that women have wonderful ideas, but they often get overwhelmed and don't know where to start. So, um, and I'll bring in the archetype of Athena here, one of her lessons, the archetypal career woman, is to take that big idea, to take that vision and to break it down into bite-sized chunks and then you've only got to know and identify what's the first step. Yeah, because yeah. we need women and they are women are stepping forwards and, and changing the landscape in every sector of, you know, society. But um, it's important that women support themselves so that they're working in a feminine way. So if a woman is operating out of her masculine, she is not going to, A, be happy. She'll probably have appalling personal relationships and then, you know, invest so much in her work that her life is so lopsided that it puts, you know, uh, a ridiculous amount of pressure on her work to fulfil her in every way, which just isn't realistic. Um, but, you know, women need to work collaboratively. So this this old paradigm of dominate or be dominated, you know, separation, competition, really doesn't work for women. Yeah. So um, we have to look at, you know, who in my community is perhaps passionate about the same values and the same social change or the same sort of vision that I have and what 
complementary skills. How can we cross promote rather than do things against one another? You know, because for women, our power comes through drawing together, you know. So when we work in the masculine paradigm of competition, we end up sick, you know. We end up mentally unwell. It's it's just a dynamic that doesn't work for women and, and it's not sustainable personally. Well, I've never had anyone describe it like that. It's amazing and it does really resonate with the work that I do as well. I mean, I see that um, and I think we talked about it at the start in the corporate world, you know, how that all plays out in comparison to, um, you know, women and men at home. Very different. Yeah, and look, you know, you can get as much competition amongst school mums as you can amongst corporate women, yeah, about yeah. You know, who's who's putting in more work with the school committee and the, <laughs> you know, the bake sale and whatever. So absolutely it's, it's, it's some, it's shadow feminine that we all do. And that's, I suppose, if, if there was one takeaway for, for women to get from this interview, it's the fact that we've all got horns and a tail, you know, and each one of these archetypes, it's like better the devil you know, the more that we really get to know our shadow feminine which is you know the parts of ourselves that we are uncomfortable with other people seeing and knowing about us the more we can accept you know what I am that and so is every sister on the planet then the more relaxed we are the more self-accepting the less sort of neurotic we are Mm, so true so Tanishka as we start wrapping up the show we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand what would be that one word for you Ooh well I was going to say wisdom but um I think it's insight mm. so it's the ability to really like a a bolt of lightning make sense of shit Yeah <laughs> you know what I mean the stuff that creates drama, creates tension and conflict, creates illness. And so my gift to the world is that I have this ability to be able to see what others can't and make sense of things so that immediately when you understand, there's the healing, you know. Mm. It's like, oh, there's the empowerment. You know, there's my ability to just relax and accept and and see everything is connected and you know, I'm going to be okay and, yeah, so I think that's my gift to the world in, in a word. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And the other thing that we do as we wrap up the show, we love to ask our woman of inspiration to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? First of all, just love the word nugget. Thanks for using that. So <laughs> um, So the first one would be as a daily practice, Sister, wherever you are on the planet listening to this, just every day put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Because we get so good at intuiting everybody else's feelings and needs, we disconnect from our own Mm. and then we go into martyr. So just put your hand on your heart once a day and go, what am I feeling? And then say, so what do I need to honour that feeling? Yeah, it might be that need to go to bed earlier that night or it might be that you need to put on some music and have a dance and get your anger out or it might be that you need to have a bath and dissolve into a flood of tears but connect with your feelings. Secondly, if you want to avoid comfort eating, um, then check out 
red tents in your area. There's a directory on my website, moonwoman.com, but, you know, there's other directories online, on Facebook. Just check out a red tent in your area. And if there isn't one, I've got a online training course so you can create one with your soul sisters or as a public service. But getting together with other women at the darkest phase of the moon when we're most likely to be triggered and in our crap so that we're coming together to support each other, to midwife each other through shifting it so it doesn't have to play out in our homes, in our relationships or, you know. Um, third one, can't think what I was going to say. Um, daily practice, mm. you know. If you're not having a relationship with yourself, and for me, you know, journaling has been gold every day, but um, the gratitude practice, that's what I was going to say. So every day we have this power in our wombs that women just aren't even aware of that they can harness to manifest their greatest heart desire. So as part of my daily meditation, I take my awareness into my womb and then just using creative visualization in my mind's eye, I go all the way into the galactic center, which is kind of like the cosmic womb of the universe. And I state, I'm so happy and grateful. And then I affirm what it is that is my heart's wish. So I'm so happy and grateful that all my retreats sell out events. And then guess what? They are. So, you know, it's one thing to say an affirmation, but when we harness it with the power of our wombs, the power that we have to then seed that potential in the universe is exponential. Wow, I love that. And it just makes sense, doesn't it, really, when you think about it, that's where it all manifests. Yeah, and our power as women is on the in the unseen realms. So when women aren't utilizing their psychic power, they're really overworking mm -hmm. in the rational, physical way, which again leads to burnout and illness because that's the masculine way of doing things. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tanishka, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Well, um, if they go to my website, themoonwoman.com, they can check out all the resources. I've got five books. I've got I don't know how many online courses, including facilitator training courses if women are called to do this sort of work um, in their local community or, or as a career um, I'm also going to be doing live events. Uh, I know you've got a lot of listeners in Australia, so I'll be in Australia in March doing sacred union, uh, weekend workshops for men and women, regardless of whether they're singles, couples, LGBT, straight, doesn't matter, uh, with my beloved. And, um, also, um, a series of events called initiation, uh, blood, sex, and power, uh, blood, sex, and death, which sounds pretty like dun, 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 ominous, but um, the, these events are about looking at what it is we're most afraid of in our society on the understanding that where there's fear, there's power. Mm. And when we understand the sacred power that blood, sex, and death initiate us into, then we take back our power as people. So a lot of of people don't understand that blood sex and death those experiences in our life initiate our psyche into the underworld and if we don't get insight if we don't get mystic guidance into 
really understanding those things from the higher intelligence, then we have taboo around them. We have shame around them, judgment, fear. We're not in right relationship with them, so we're disempowered. So, yeah, lots of juicy events, but loads of retreats as well. So I've got retreats coming up in um, three in Bali, one in Ibiza, one in Greece, uh, one in Australia, one in the U.S. for 2019. So, Gosh, you got lots going on. Yeah, so, you know – Everyone likes to work in different ways, you know. Mm. For some people, they just want to curl up and read a book. For others, they want a really great, intensive, week-long immersion, um, you know. So, And for others, you know, if you've got kids and things, an online course is a great way to still be able to access info. So, yeah, there's there's lots of options on the website. It's just themoonwoman.com and people can join free and get daily and fortnightly guidance depending on what their needs are they can just select what they what they'd like Tanishka I can't thank you enough for coming on the show sharing your wealth of wisdom uh, I love your energy and I'm sure our listeners will reach out and uh, I look forward to you uh, coming and doing your events in March in 2019 thank you thank you so much for having me on and um, for doing the work that you're doing you know it's all part of this one you know, groundswell, this this beautiful grassroots movement that is happening where women are reclaiming it through communication um, what it is to be women and how, you know, we can help to heal the paradigm of, you know, the disempowered feminine within us personally but within the global consciousness. So, you know, likewise, thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so very much. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.